everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a Patreon patron at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Make sure you have the S on there. It's a plural. Yes, it is because there's two of us. <laughs> it's plural because there's two Delta Flyers. And you have to make that distinction, uh, though, right? Yes, because we do. there is another podcast by two fans, Thad and I. Uh, I my apologies to the gentleman who is the co-host of that podcast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's the Delta Flyer, and they reviewed, I think, up to season three, maybe, and they kind of discontinued it. So. Mm. Yeah, we've surpassed the original Delta Flyer with the Delta wow. Flyers. That's because there's two of us. Because so, there's two of although us. Although there were two of them, but they Can didn't you sing get that the song, whole Robbie? plural thing. Yes. If Robbie. they had done the plural thing, which one? Which <laughs> just, song? Just the two of us. That song. Just the two of us making castles in the sky. Just the two of us. You and, you and I. I. Yeah, that's you that's and it. me. Yeah, the Delta Flyers, plural. Look at that. Okay, get a little songy song in there. Yeah, it's almost like a new segment we've started, like a songy song. Singing the singing yeah, last kind of part of last thing. episode, you did unforgettable. That song, I did, I yes. did. You did, but it we're very starting well. kind of early this morning. I don't we know are. if my singing voice is la 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 la. Okay, I'm going to give I'm you ready. another shot at the very end. In the bonus material to for see just if you the can, two of us, just yes, for just the two okay. of us, because your your voice will have relaxed, your throat, your yes. vocal cords will have been yes, I will be warmed in. up and and be, song ready. <laughs> you'll be good to go. You'll yes. be good to go. Okay, I want to bring something up to yes. you. I forgot to ask you last time. Yes, if you had direct and don't answer after I say this what I'm saying because I just okay. want to keep going right. I I I wanted to ask you last time whether or not you had directed a show that Megan has been binge watching like crazy and she's pulled me into it too. Oh boy. And lo and behold, she finally gets to the end of it. It's the next to last episode of of this series. It's this. (laughs) I know which one you're talking about. And then, so then boom, she screams. I'm I'm looking down at my phone, looking at my fantasy football and she screams. And I'm like, what, what? She goes, wait, 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 let me rewind this. And she rewinds. And then your name pops on screen, directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. I go, yeah. there he is, there he is. So you know yes. the show is Suits, of course. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, what a what a show! So my question it's to you, it's a fun show. It's, it's a, a fun really show. fun show. Yeah. So yeah. my question to you is that the did you direct earlier episodes besides that season I, nine episode? <clears throat> no, I no. did not. Okay. So what happened was my agent had represented the creator of that show, Aaron. I and, see. Uh, and uh, so he had been talking to me about that show since the pilot script was written. Oh my gosh. Back. He sent me the pilot script and then I was always working and the show took off and it just never, there were conversations, but we never worked it out. And uh, anyway, they get to their season finale and Patrick Adams, one of the actors in the show, Patrick was supposed to direct Mike Ross, the the Mike Ross character. Is that Patrick Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Mike Ross. Exactly. Ross. Yeah. Patrick was supposed to direct it. And then he got cast in a miniseries or a movie or something like that. And he was able to do his acting, but he was like, I just, I can't direct. I can't be there for the six weeks that it'll take. Yeah. You know, to, or whatever to direct. Right. But I can come in for my acting obligations because I'm going to be shooting this other thing at the same time. Right. So it was very last minute. It was like, you know, weeks before he was supposed to prep. Yeah. And so my agent called me and said, remember that show suits that, <laughs> that I, you know, have taken through the pilot through many years. And, I, and Aaron just called me and he said, Hey, you know, we lost our director. It's very last minute. Yeah. Everyone that's ever done the show before is not available because it's so last minute. Yeah. Is Robbie available? And <laughs> I happen to be available finally so, after like eight years or whatever that show ran. Can, can I get this straight? Get this correct? So Aaron Korsh, the showrunner, yes. is the one yes. that, re- that reached out to your agent to see if you were available to direct. I think Aaron reached out or maybe maybe uh, Dennis knew that 
they lost it. I don't know how it, I, Dennis is the one that, you know, it came through Dennis. And how amazing you get on set and lo and behold, there's another Trek alum there. I Denise know. Crosby. Denise I and know. you. She must have. So when you saw her and she saw you, was it like, oh my God, you, did you know? Well, you did know she was cast for it, obviously, right? I knew or no? once, once we started the conversation about directing it, I knew yeah. that Denise was in the show and, yeah. uh, and she had a very large role in that episode. You oh know, it was, a, it was a big episode she, yes, for everybody. Huge episode for her. She did a yeah. great job. Um, yeah. And so my question to you is this, when you were asked to come direct a show, that has been on for a while. And this is yes. your first time directing and maybe only time directing like suits. Yeah. What is your process? Do you actually sit there and go, okay, give me the first season. I'm going to binge watch everything. Or do you say, give me that one episode from season one, one from season two, three, four, five, six. Or do you say, just let me see the script and give me the synopsis. Give me the Bible of who these characters are and I'll work on it on my own. I'll do my homework and I come in and I work. What is your process? I ask them if there's anything in particular they want me to watch that they think would be relevant to my episode, mm-hmm. you know, let me know. Otherwise, okay. I just do my own homework. You know, if the show okay. is on the air and been on the air, yeah, I will look at previous episodes. The only thing that's different that I may ask if they don't offer something that's relevant is I may say, hey, you know, this season, I know you guys have been shooting, but those episodes aren't on the air. And I'd love to see the most current cuts of what you have that's available so i'll look at you know they'll send me some rough cuts of things that i can't get online or yeah i can't find on my own right so you'll Uh, try to see the at least the most recent episode yeah that has been uh either aired or filmed if you can get a copy Mm -hmm. of it right just Mm -hmm. so you know what's the theme of the show or the pacing of that show at that point in Mm -hmm. time right because it changes Mm -hmm. from one year one to year nine there's definitely a huge difference right huge yeah Yeah, because i saw the pilot episode megan showed me the pilot episode of suits and completely different from the final episode. It was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. This is like a crazy soap opera, you know, law show wrapped in one with comedic moments. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're quoting, oh, they've quoted Star Trek quotes. They've talked about, you know, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff that goes on in this show. So yeah. did you have yeah, fun? Yeah. Did you have fun? I did. Filming? I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I, it was a great cast. And uh, did you get along with those guys? The cast? Yeah, Gabe, I got along Gabriel with everybody. And- the cast was great. I got I got along with everybody. Um, yeah. Rick Hoffman, who plays Lewis Litt yes. on the show, he had been on Chuck before. And so oh, Rick, you've already worked with him. Yeah, great. he's awesome. What did he play and on Chuck? I can't remember the episode, but he was, his character? Uh, he was a bad guy. I can't remember. Really? I, we made a hundred episodes of that show. Just That's about. true. I can't That's remember. True. He's a, he was the bad guy of the week. Yeah. In a very long running show and an excellent show at that. All right. I can't wait to go watch Living Witness. Let's go do this. Let's do it. All right. See you soon. See you soon. Hey, y'all. We are back from watching Living Witness. Yes, we are. My goodness. This is an interesting episode. It was very dense is what you talked about earlier. Very dense. Yeah. It took me a while to make notes on this. And there were a lot of guest stars. And yeah. In making my notes, I kept mixing up names. I was like, wait a minute, what's I know what's 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 that person's name exactly? Name, so, yeah, some of the details like that. Uh yeah, were tricky, but uh well, let's talk about how dense it is with the teleplay. This is the first time you've seen three writers yeah. contributing to the teleplay. Yeah, Fuller, Braga, and Manoski. What? I mean, that's that's yeah. a first, and so yeah. uh a dense episode for us to watch a dense yeah. episode to write obviously with three writers working on it story by brandon braga directed by good old timoteo russ timothy Timmy, russ timmy tim good russ. old tim tim this is how yeah. he got his dga card right here off of this one episode right here this is uh tim's directing debut of uh, star trek voyager yeah. now uh before we go on and talk about tim's directing which he did a great job by the way yeah. i wanted I, I do want to ask you did you do research on the guest stars on this one yeah so we had a lot of guest stars in this episode yeah it was very dense with the guest stars a lot of them had done star trek episodes as guest stars before but the one that i want to start with is brian fitzpatrick hmm. he played Tedrin, who was the guy that gets assassinated by oh. Janeway in the bad oh. version. And then he turns out to be a pretty bad guy, yeah. not a victim in the real story in the doctor's version. Mm-hmm. But Brian Fitzpatrick was on all my children with me back in the eighties. And he wasn't, he wasn't that much older than me. So we hung out quite a bit. 
And uh, <laughs> so this is, wait, 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 wait. This is your this is your running yeah. mate in New York City. Like you guys was, were hitting yeah, the town. We hung together? out a little what? bit. He was on. He played. I forget. Mitch was the character. I forget the whole wow. name. You know, Mitchell Mitchell Anderson or something. I think, but wow. Mitch was. It was what comes to mind. And Brian Fitzpatrick was, uh, yeah, he was, he was young and he was going to be a movie star. And, and, uh, he came on our show not long after came on all my children, not long after me. So how was it when you saw him on the set of Voyager? Do you remember, were you like, I think I only saw Brian in the makeup trailer, maybe on set once we we didn't have any scenes together, but it was so great to see him. He's just a really nice guy. Cool. Um, the other guest stars we had was, uh, Henry, Warrenich, and I'm okay. not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he played Corin, who was the head the museum, cre- museum curator or whatever curator you want to call guy. it. Yeah. 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 He also was on the Next Gen uh, series. He okay. played uh, Jadan in an episode called The Drumhead. Right. And he was also on Voyager in season three in the episode Distant Origin playing uh, Gagan. For a Gagan. What? So, yeah. So, Henry Warrenich. Uh, you mean he played the professor's right hand man, the younger professor? Is that him? In the drum, uh, sorry, in Distant Origin? Oh, no, wait a minute. He is the professor. He's yeah. the older guy. Oh, Gagan. Yeah. He, pl- oh my gosh. I did so not put two and two Henry together. Henry Warrenich. Yeah. He's, oh, he was my goodness. Next Gen and our show season three and another character. Then we have the character Dalith. Rod Arons is his name. Okay. And he played Dalith, Ambassador Dalith. What was his um, other works that he uh, did? He did uh, just in terms of Star Trek, he was on TNG. He played a character called Rex in an episode called Manhunt. Okay. Gotcha. And then we have uh, Craig Richard Nelson played the Vaskin M- arbiter. So in the mess hall, when when uh, the Vaskin and the Kyrian were arguing about whether they should let the doctor, um, you know, tell his side of the story, he was the. Um, oh yeah, the he was Vaskin. in the committee. He was on that committee, yeah. right? There were yeah. two Vaskins, a Vaskin male, a Vaskin female, and a Kyrian female in the committee that were kind of debating whether or not is that what you're talking well, it about? It was when they were in the when they were in the mess hall set, and they were yeah, they were arguing about it. Yeah, but that's Craig Richard Nelson. But this is another Craig Nelson, not the guy that played the role of coach on not TV, Craig correct? T Nelson, Craig okay. Richard Nelson. This is Craig R Nelson. Craig R. Nelson. Not Craig T. Nelson. Uh, He was also on Next Gen. He did an episode called A Matter of Perspective. Oh, my goodness. On Next Gen. Look at all these Star Trek alums. Let's see who else. Oh, an interesting one is Morgan Margolis. So that was the Vaskin spectator that got in the argument in the museum hallway early on in the episode. (laughs) Yes. He challenges uh, challenges him. Yeah. Corin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Morgan Margolis. Yeah. He was uh, the son of Mark Margolis, who was an actor on Star Trek Next Generation. Oh. And uh, he also, Morgan Margolis, his dad, Mark Margolis, is a fantastic actor. He's wonderful. Right. So uh, Morgan Margolis grew up in New York City, went to the high school of performing arts in New York. Okay. He also ended up doing enterprise star Trek enterprise in season two in the episode vanishing point. So wow. Margolis family has a star Trek connection. Well, that's about all that's I, there were that, so many, so many actors. I didn't want yeah. to go through all the resumes, yeah. but I wanted to highlight the, all my children connection and then, and the other star Trek connections that they had. So. All right. Let's jump to our, uh, let's jump to our poetry synopsis. Yes. Let's living do. witness. All right, living witness, here is my haiku. History is wrong. Doctor tries to set it straight. Dawn of harmony. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. That one's a little more cryptic than some of yours, but it it fits. It is. It it fits, but it's cryptic. Well, do you know, did you get the reference of the Dawn of Harmony? That was the period of, uh, as the very end shot at when they, when you pull back and it's a future risk, it's yeah. now the museum way more in the future than we come when we first see it. Yep. And they're like, and that is what started the Dawn of Harmony is what she says. Oh, that's so, funny. That was uh, her, I didn't, yeah. I, so I, nice. I threw nice. that in there. So maybe okay. that, that 
that crypticness was because you, that line was not in your head. It, it so. didn't land for me, okay. but I got I, <laughs> now I you get know. it now. Now I get it. All right, okay. let's hear the limerick. Here we go with the limerick. Not quite so cryptic. An evil Janeway has a new hairdo. Destruction and war is what the crew now pursue. History's up for debate. Doc sets the record straight, but Harry's promotion was sadly never true. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's a direct jab at me right now, actually, or at least Harry. You were a lieutenant. <laughs> I know. You were, for, for one episode, you were I a know. lieutenant, but you were I such still a love jerk it. lieutenant. I, I was bad. Oh, I was bad. you were like a, sadistic. I was sadistic. And that was, an, and we'll get to that. We'll talk okay. about that. That was an okay. acting choice that, yes. So, so we'll, we will talk about that. Okay. Uh, we, we both did, we both used the doctor tries to set it straight. I use that in mine and you, you use something uh-huh. about the doctor setting it straight in your limerick as well. So we're on the same wavelength there, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So let, this is, uh, let's just jump right into this right okay. off the bat. Um, right off the but, bat, right off the bat, Janeway, her first line, when diplomacy fails, there's only one alternative violence force must be applied without apology it's the starfleet way i mean come on what an opening what an opening force must be applied without apology it's the starfleet i was like what who are you i know who who are you with the short hair and the black gloves on i know I didn't know what was going on and the shit's yes. all dark. And what, like... a, what a fabulous opening, though. I mean, talk yes. about a scene to pull you in as an audience. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love that line. It was great. We realized she is talking with this uh, Kyrian, uh, sorry, this Vaskin ambassador. Vaskin ambassador. This is Dalith. This is Dalith. Is it Dalith or Daylith? Or Dalith. 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 Okay, there's a T-H. There's I a, think so. D-A-L-E-T-H. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's going to give them some medical supplies and in exchange, he's going to give them coordinates to a wormhole that will help them get home faster. Oh, yes. They just want her help with these Kyrians that they're fighting this war with. Right. And she's like, all right, well, we'll take care of them. He just wants Janeway to intimidate the Kyrians. That's all he asks for yeah. in this scene. And then when he proposes the whole uh, wormhole thing, this intrigues her, but I love that shot when Janeway turns the camera that close up and she's like, if you're lying. I mean, she just gives this look to him like, oh, you yeah, know, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to evil f- Janeway. Yeah, I'm going to uh, draw and quarter you, basically. That was evil Janeway look. And it was yeah. wonderful. It was just set the tone for this episode. Yeah. We go out on the bridge yeah. and uh, we see us. uh a turbo lift door open and a Kazon in a Starfleet uniform comes yeah, out. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> and, pa- and then the Kazon Starfleet guy passes by Neelix, yeah. who's in a gold Starfleet, yeah. Starfleet uh, gold uniform. Yeah, look and- where he is. He look where he's stationed. He's right behind the captain, right? Wasn't, no, he's was actually, he? uh, I think he's in my station is where he's at. He's at Ops. Oh, he was? Maybe he was at. Maybe he was behind the captain at this point, but definitely later in this episode, he's, he's positioned at, at operations. But yep. that's perfect because this history is all wrong. It has everyone in all the wrong locations and wrong yeah. roles, right? It's yep. incorrect. All right, yep. continue, please. They fire on this Kyrian ship. Hmm? And one thing I noticed here when Janeway gives the order, she says something like, Chakote. Yeah, Chakote. Everyone Every, pronounces it Chakote in this episode. Everybody's saying this, it uh, different in this one. Chakote. Yes. Yeah. Which I uh, loved. And I loved yeah. how she's lounging in her chair. Very lounging. Back. She's kind of got a leg over one yeah. side and she's leaning off the other side very casual. Yeah, it looks like someone's going to bring her a lemonade and she's sitting on a porch yeah. right there in the yeah. middle of the summer. A little mint juniper, something like yeah. that with lemonade. Yeah, so they're they're fighting here and not getting anywhere and she no. decides she wants to use biogenic weapons. She wants like, to hurt the people. Yeah. Yeah. She says, quote, the best way to bring down a ruler is to make his people suffer. suffer. Woo, evil like, No, no, I didn't want to do that. And so Vaskin is looking like a, a good guy here, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed how dark, dark, dark the ship was lit. Yes. You know, it was very different oh looking gosh. than we normally have. Yes. Yeah, she calls to sick bay, and the doc, doctor <laughs> is hooked up 
to this thing, the first thing I thought of, because I've just finished watching the Matrix, all the movies again. Oh, yeah. And the latest Matrix. The first thing I thought of was it's coming out of the back of his head, like in the Matrix. Ah. It, looked, <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a Matrix moment. Uh, so Doc is hooked up behind his head and she calls to uh, the doctor. Is it ready? And he says, I'm sending a bio agent uh, into the he will send a bio agent into the atmosphere. Yeah, he's loading this bio weapon. But you also notice when you see the doctor, you see his eyes, and they've given him the same contacts they give Data or any other android. Yeah. Because the doctor in this history is is an, an android. android, an evil android. Yeah, might I add yes. And then we go outside, so the weapon is ready. We go out to a ship shot, and we yeah. see that Voyager has these giant cannon weapons on the outside <laughs> of the ship. And you're like, wait a minute, what is what? this? <laughs> what is this ship? Yeah. <laughs> and everything's all wrong. And all yeah. of a sudden that image freezes. As Voyager is firing on the Kyrian city. So you see the fire, uh, the phasers shoot out and then it freezes. Yep. And then we realize, we pull back, we realize that we've kind of been watching this movie at a museum. Yeah. It's the Museum of Kyrian Heritage mm-hmm. is what this is called. Right. And, and a Kyrian named Corin is telling uh, a group of Kyrians and Vascans yeah. about how the, the quote, warship Voyager uh, <laughs> visited 700 years ago. And he calls it a ship of destruction. Yes. Voyager was a ship of destruction. I love the description. He has a complement of over 300 soldiers. This is, uh, this is during his Q&A portion, right? So yeah. he asks, I'm going to open this up to questions. And then he, he starts telling about, he, answered, uh, he answers one of the questions and he, he you know, he fills us in on what they think Voyager is. So yeah. it's all soldiers, right? There's no, there's yeah. no scientists. It's all on there. soldiers. Yeah. And he used they the word assimilated. assimilated yes. That we assimilated the people. Yes. Right? Because they, they, had, they had assimilated all these species along the way. They assimilated the Borg. They assimilated the Talaxians, the Kazon, and they all were forced into basically yep. slavery or subjugation that like you have to yeah. fight for the warship Voyager now that we've conquered you. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is a crazy de- depiction of Voyager and its crew, which is completely just out of control. It's just, yeah. it's like that game of telephone, you know, when you keep whispering it down and all, after all these years, now you have this crazy, crazy yep. image. And then he says, now he gives an advisory warning. Now what you're about to see is graphic and unsettling. And Very then he starts up the simulation again. Oh my yeah. God. What a great Basically song. like playing all these people in the museum, a movie yes. of the history that they, the, the history that they think. Yes. Happened. And so as the, as the history starts again, yeah. uh, we we're back on the bridge. Janeway wants to report and there are 3000 dead now, but she asked Tuvok uh, about the bioweapon what's happening. And uh, Tuvok says it, when it disperses, 300,000 people will be dead within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he says within an hour, Janeway goes, why do you always keep me waiting, Tuvok? Yeah. And he smiles the creepiest smile. Tim Russ just is so out of character. It <laughs> is. I love it, though. It was cool. I love it because they actually kept the closeness of the Janeway-Tuvok relationship, right? Yeah. Even in this evil version of it, this fake history, you have the same closeness, the same bonding, and that, you're right, that evil sn- smile, it puts it you when you watch that as a fan of Voyager, you're like, yeah. What is happening now? Yeah, it's great. And in this simulation, Vaskin, who's on the, the ship, he begs them, you know, begs Jamie, No, don't do this. This is yeah. genocide. He yeah. says, He's begging these evil Starfleet people, yeah, not to do this. Yeah, and it's so just Janeway, too excessive. It's too, too excessive. excessive. Yeah. yeah. And Janeway throws him in the brig. She's yeah. like, A deal is a deal. Yeah. I'm going to so, do what I said, right. and you're going to fill your promise. So you see a Kazon dressed in security detail, security yep. uniform that takes him away. But you also see another security uh, detail individual standing on the bridge at attention with a phaser rifle. And that's our Soldiers. long-term, yes, that's our long-term background actor, Pablo. Pablo. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah Pablo. Yeah, Pablo standing back there holding this the phaser rifle in the, in the evil costume yep. or the evil uniform uh, yeah very effective love, and very i love the costumes by the way the black yeah you know underneath everybody yeah. had and then the gloves and how everybody's 
like Paris's hair was parted on the wrong side on the other side. Yes. It you was know, Janeway it was... had the short hair. We go to the brig next. And the first thing we see is from behind, someone slap this prisoner. Just yes. like haul off and slap him. And the camera yeah. moves around. And there he is, evil Harry Kim with his grease back flippy do <laughs> hairdo and the black gloves on and just enjoying oh eating this prisoner out. There's yeah. Harry and Chakotay. today. Okay. So let me just say, first of all, this to me, I thought that was the doctor's office inside sickbay. That's what it looked like to me yeah, when it I did. was looking at it. Yeah, it so did. I think that's where we were. So I'm going to correct you on that because you said maybe we not the brig. the brig. Yeah, it's not the yeah, brig. Maybe but I thought in... because she talks about the brig and then we go to this next set and there's a right. prisoner. I assume that there was that somebody. It was, right. Yeah. But I want to just rewind before we continue with the entrance of Evil Kim, of fake history Kim. I want to yeah. say Paris, I, you know, for me, I was like, okay, yes, his hair's parted on the other side, but I would, I would have liked to have gone a little more extreme with Paris's hair, like it'd been cool if they gave you like a mohawk or something, just something oh, yeah. totally different because oh, it was yeah. still kind of fluffy. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah, still it was, fluffy hair. Yeah, and I was like, this is yeah, the fluffy, still a little fluffy Paris hair. Fluffy season for but Paris. Yeah, it, yes. So I wanted to see a little bit more hardcore on Paris, but still it was nice to seeing, you know, yeah. the evil side with the, with the turtlenecks, different color. But when Kim is, when Kim is shown and after that interrogation, do you, uh, first and foremost, I want to say, do you recognize the person being interrogated, the Kyrian being interrogated? No. Okay. No, who was it? That's my friend Marty from the Oh, that's funny. The, the bodybuilding, the really yeah, you know, yeah, the guy yeah. that's in super good shape that was in the Talaxian resort program where he's yeah. sort of yeah, the, the very slim little speedo swimsuit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And oh, then Torres kind of looks at and kind of like, oh yeah. I, yeah, yes, you're future that's marty yeah that's oh marty. how funny so they brought him back in for for that day and i remember when we walked into that scene he's sitting there and i look at him i'm like oh my god i go you're back and he's like yeah man how are you and it was like yeah evidently you have to beat me up today i'm like i'm like yeah because like take it easy on me i said don't worry i, I would never connect with you i, I would definitely play so it looks like i'm hitting you but it's not going to touch you Trust right. me on this but my decision was to play statistic like like a sadist i saw yeah. i thought he's gonna you know because i looked around and i thought all right everyone's really serious you know but what if i smiled as if i enjoyed this like i really really enjoyed this right and i don't know if that's the way i would have played it if i had to do it all over again to be perfectly honest because really little, yeah because it, it bogged it bothered me when i watched it i was like oh he's a he's totally getting into this like the decision yeah, i made was great was, it was yeah, definitely so you're okay different. with it. It's different than yeah. the regular Harry. Okay. It was okay. totally different. I think it was more different than most. I mean, Janeway was very different for sure. Yeah. Um, Chakotay was different. He was more intense, I guess. Paris wasn't. It's funny because Paris didn't have a lot to do in this episode. Right. He wasn't that different. You know, no, no, you weren't. I, I still felt I felt really. like you weren't going to really kill anybody. I felt, you know, evil Paris was was a guy just doing his job. You know, I felt like he was yeah. there. He was doing it. He didn't really care to like inflict extra damage on anybody. He's just like just doing a job. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's interesting because we later in the scene, the doctor makes mention of that. The doctor goes, no one is the, no one is the, how they were on the ship. Well, except Mr. Paris. He's, oh, that's that. right. That's, yeah. That's so, right. Maybe that's why, that's I didn't why you didn't, that that's why I, thought, I forgot about yes, that. Cause the minute that's right. I was upset seeing you not all messed up and maybe having, putting a bald cap on you would have been interesting with like maybe a right. tattoo or two on your forehead. But then mm -hmm. having, you know, that comment made me think, oh, they purposely kept Paris almost the same there. You're just one yeah. part on the other side, still kind of fluffy, still kind of Parisy, you know? And so <laughs> yeah, he's basically Parisy. He's Parisy still, yeah. right? But it's justified funny. by the line later, yeah. right? So I think that yeah. was the intent of the writers, though. Yeah. So Harry is beating this guy up, mm -hmm. and then uh, Chakotay gets involved, and he's interrogating this guy, just saying, you know, give us this... this uh, information where is tedron that's yes. what, who they're Tell looking us for where tedron is exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that harry also calls him harry and the doctor i think both say chakote you're in the scene referring yeah. to chakote chakote yeah. again and he's got a giant tattoo by the way i know it covers chakote almost has this giant the, the entire huge. half of his face is covered yeah. right and it's yeah. crazy mm -hmm. but cool a cool effect mm -hmm. 
Now you were not in the scene. I was in this scene. And this is a scene where Robert was, I'm going to say like his volume was up and he was kind of, he played really agitated and Tuvok, sorry, Tuvok, Tim kept directing him, bring it down. And for one reason or another, Robert just wasn't making the correction. So I remember we did that three or four times where Tuvok kept saying, Tim kept saying, uh, hey, uh, Robert, bring it down. A little more zen, a little more zen. Because he's a little aggro in the scene. Yeah, you watch yeah that, he is. Right? Yeah. And then, which is not the same tone as later on when he sees Janeway. And Janeway, Janeway's like, you know, how did the interrogation go? And and he's evil Janeway. And then evil Chakotay is like, well, he proved to be quite, you know, uh, what's the term when you volunteer when you co- a cooperative, cooperative or something. yeah right. you, he proved to be quite cooperative and he says it in a very kind of subdued delivery mm. but still evil but in this scene he's super aggro and yeah. i remember tim trying to pull him back a little bit you know in this scene oh interesting yeah and for one reason or another beltran didn't wasn't having any of it he kept giving it giving <laughs> it the same it. yeah he was That's like tell funny. me where tedran is and, and i was like dude just chill just a little bit but he's like tell me he kept doing the same little move and it was like oh, that's oh, funny god yeah but that's one of the few days where where beltran's been a, a rarely that i find throughout the series his acting's been right on. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally satisfied with what he's done. This is the one scene that was a little bit like, oh, what's happening here? So. I don't know. I think, uh, I think everybody's got a, a free pass to go crazy I agree. in this episode. I you know, I think I the agree. doctor, you did. I think. Um, oh, and by the way, so we realized last episode that um, that Roxanne went into labor. That's yeah, why so she was not in some scenes. She's yeah, not in this episode at all. Not at all. She's Spoiler clearly, alert, but yeah, she's ne- she's, she never shows up. No, she can't. She's at home. She's just she's, gave birth to a kid. Yeah, just gave birth to a baby. She's no. either still in the hospital yeah. or just getting home and dealing with the baby. No. So they wrote her out of this. But they talk about and, her. They talk about her later in yeah. the episode, right? Yeah, they that do is talk true. about her. I do think that in this scene, this is where the doctor is is the scariest. He's the scariest. Oh, he when walks he's talking up. about torturing, he puts. Well, no, because I walk up because I'm ready. I, I look at, at Chakote and I say, Chakote, give me one more hit. Uh, give me one more chance. Let me hit him. again." Yes. And he comes up behind me that shot. And he says that hypo spanner would cause unacceptable level of damage. May I remind you that he just uh, what do you say? Rem- may I remind you that he still needs to be able to speak like that. He says it so gently that it just. You know, and I do find it was evil. Yes, yeah. I do find evil is more effective when you don't play evil. You know what I'm saying? When you play yeah. evil when with you're your voice, smiling, yeah, because if the doctor, well, and... if the doctor was like, if he was like, that hypospanner would cause onyx. If he tried to play this crazy yeah. evil uh, dictator type of voice, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But the, when he came in there, all soft and just no expression on his face because he's it's an android is creepy and scary too I yeah mean, very yeah, was very effective very yeah. effective so the doctor gives him a neural solvent pain it's basically a very painful toxin that he yeah. injects him with and right. that's the part that was creepy to me when he's yes it continues saying, here's his what's description. Gonna, here's what's happening to you right now yes. you're losing your eyesight and your your brain you're i forget what he said something yes, about his brain yes. is going to be everything disintegrating or right. something right but you can you can you can make it all stop by just i telling, can give you a yeah, shot i to can reverse, give you a shot to reverse this right reverse now. this but you gotta tell us where tedron is <laughs> yeah that that was scary it, and, it was super creepy mm-hmm. uh so we we go out on this torture moment we come onto the bridge and chakotay tells the captain that he knows where Tadron is. Yeah. And uh, Captain says, uh, lead, lead an assault team to go retrieve him. Yeah. Bring him back on the ship. And everyone says, yes, sir. To yes. No one yeah. says, ma'am. Well, nobody says, ma'am. No. Nope. No. Everybody's saying, yes, sir. I think we have an attack, right? This is when we yeah, have an attack, an attack from that a, happens. A, we have uh we have intruders in engineering, mm-hmm. and this is when Janeway releases the board, the board security detail to go and take care of well, the she 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 curious. literally says initiate Borg activation sequence. Yes, Borg activation, <laughs> activation sequence. sequence. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've got some intruders that are in engineering. Yeah. Uh, Neelix says they fortified engineering. We can't get inside. So Janeway initiates the Borg activation sequence. Yeah. We go to Cargo Bay. Um, now Seven is full Borg here. She, she is. is. Full Borg. 
Megan, and, we're watching this. Megan's like, oh my gosh, how much did Jerry hate having to get back oh, into that one for this episode? I know. <laughs> she's full Borg. And, and then we realize she steps out first. And then we realize there's three more Borgs that step more. out. Yep. Three other drones mm-hmm. come out and they transport into engineering yep. and uh, take care of these. Uh, the Kyrian in, threat. The Kyrian threat. <laughs> bang, bang, yeah. bang. And, and then and she calls to Janeway that we've, we've done it. Yeah. And Janeway says, assimilate the surviving two. <laughs> right. Ooh, well, Seven, but Seven actually asked permission first. So she's very, you know, obedient. And she's in this uh, in this world, at uh-huh. least, in this evil fake world. She's like, you know, what should I do with the two survivors? And then Janeway's like, well, you've been thinking about increasing your Borg soldiers or whatever, mm-hmm. your drones. So go ahead, yep. assimilate them. It's just so evil, so evil. We do have this scene on the bridge with Janeway sitting at her at her chair and Harry comes in off of the turbo lift and he slips. He does that move where Ducks he slips under underneath, the rail. underneath the rail. Oh, Another I decision totally by moi. It. That was me again. Going, Very badass uh, move under I, the rail right I, up next to her. I went up to Tim and I said, look, Instead of me coming up and standing at the railing or walking down to her on the same level, why don't I kind of violently just slip underneath the rail where I'm right next to her in a weird way? And Tim was like, let's try it. So we did. And that's what stayed in there. Oh, nice. so, yeah. Yeah. She and he's also, a lieutenant. That's she right. calls you a lieutenant. That's what oh, I was going to say. God. This was the writers. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much, writers, Look at for you. faking you... me out. <laughs> yeah. You got to be a lieutenant for an episode. For one episode. Thank, yes. you for the, thank you for the congrats, but it was yes. short-lived. It was only 42 minutes worth of lieutenancy, and that mm-hmm. was it. But, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. And basically, you you inform the captain that the attack team has captured Tedrin. Yes. And she says, take him, take them to chamber 19. <laughs> what? Yeah, chamber all. 19? It's coming I didn't in. even know we had chamber one. <laughs> yeah, what's Do we have chamber? chambers? What's chamber 19? Uh, anyway, yeah. So we go to chamber 19 next, <laughs> yeah, wherever it is. Yeah. And the doctor's there. Yeah. And uh, I think Janeway says something like the great Tedron. Right. So clearly he was a big deal to his people. It was. And chamber 19, I might add, was basically the mess hall. That's where we were yeah. at. So yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, chamber 19. Janeway meets Tedron and, and, and his sidekick. Another Kyrian. Uh, another yeah. Kyrian there. Um, she tries to. Uh, get them to surrender yeah. and Tedron challenges Janeway yeah. uh, because she destroyed their, you know, his home world and, right. and civilians. Yeah. And, um, and he, and he talks to Dalith about involving, you know, uh, Janeway and these horrible people when they could have just resolved this, like we could have taken care of this. Why did you bring these evil, evil people <laughs> into this these evil voyagers? But she will she will not let them off the hook. She ends up stepping around behind and assassinating these two right there on the floor. Really brutal. So Janeway takes the takes the rifle and shoots them both oh my right gosh. there in front of everybody. Yeah, and she then doesn't even can- command, she doesn't command her evil henchman to do it. She does no. it herself. Does it herself. What? And just off of this assassination tableau, the camera sort of pans over to the star field. And we have this weird reverse, like instead of looking out at the stars in, in the center window, we're looking into the museum, which I thought was a kind of crazy, funny, weird shot. Um, yes. So we realized that we're in this kind of holographic movie projection of, right. a, of a muse- the museum simulation. The museum simulation. Right? Yeah. I want to compliment you on the usage yes. of the word assassination tableau just now. Oh, thank you. That was really nice. I, yeah, that's it, what that's that's what it was. Just trying to paint a picture, Garrett. <laughs> thank you. All right, continue. So it's a so we go inside simulation. the museum and and uh, as as the museum uh, director is is finished wrapping up his um, his lecture. And he says that 2 million Kyrians were slaughtered within days. Mm. 2 million Kyrians, the evil Voyager people took out. They're horrible. And that's basically the end of his lecture. Yeah. Oh, he did also mention that the Vascans, the mm-hmm. Vascan leaders came in and they occupied all their lands and placed all the Kyrians into subservience. So the Kyrians mm. were basically 
slaves at that mm-hmm. point, and that it took many, many centuries for them to correct that, and they're still kind of fighting for their rights. And then he says, oh, I love it. He's talking about all this, you know, this mayhem that happens because of Voyager. And then he says, and then Voyager continued on its way. So like Voyager came in, caused cra- craziness, like the Tasmanian killed devil. Killed a couple million killed people. Killed a couple million people and left. Yeah, yeah. They were the, yeah absolutely. That's how evil they are. That's how evil they are. Just come in kill leave um, and we do kind of pan off at the end of that act at the yeah. end of his lecture as the people disperse we pan over and we see the physical remains of a voyager torpedo so one photon torpedo is sitting there. one photon torpedo over there yeah so we do feel they kind of we kind of leave that act feeling like maybe what he this story is true because they've Correct. got a physical piece of voyager it's not Correct. like some of this is real so, right you know, they may be simulating part of the story but some of the story there is a torpedo here right so yeah there is um, there is evidence look at this this is a yeah. torpedo this is a, a weapon or they were a, physically here we're not making all this up yeah. yes this is from the warship voyager yeah uh we have a time jump in the museum mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in the museum and this is the scene where corin the museum curator is walking around and this is where he gets challenged by a vascan visitor to the museum about the history the correctness of this history. The, uh, and the museum curator talks about, um, he defends his position. He says, and guess what? We just found a device. We just found a device that contains active data that will prove that my yeah. history in my museum is correct. Yeah. So he's very passionate. They've got about evidence this. now. They've yeah, got, they got this it. data storage device, they right. call it. And, um, yeah. and it came from Voyager. Yeah. They've recently uncovered it. And it may have personal logs and proof that yeah. uh, that all this did happen. Yeah. So my first thought here was like, how did the data storage device survive? Get buried on their planet? It just makes right. no sense. Yeah, it doesn't at this point. At it, this it point, least, it gets no. it gets explained later. But I made a note. I'm like, I'm like yeah, that makes like, no huh? sense for their logic. Here, I guess what I'm saying is, so far yeah. we've heard their side of the story, their history museum's story. Correct. So if that story is true. How did this data device in their version of the story end up on the planet? It doesn't fit their own story. Right. Do you know what I mean? That that was the part where I was all of a sudden starting to go, wait a minute. Yeah. You weren't sure what was happening. Yeah. There has to be Um, another part of the story we haven't seen. We have another time jump in the museum. And this is when Corin walks up and he activates the Voyager recreation. And mm-hmm. he says, display engine room. I just love all the commands. These very, because yeah. imagine this is 700 years in the future. So their technology is arguably much more advanced now than what we mm-hmm. even had, right? And mm-hmm. Artifact 271, that's what he refers yes. to it as. Artifact 271, that is the Voyager storage device mm-hmm. with the active data in it. And as he's scanning this, he's actually using tools he says, from our era of Voyager, right? To yeah, help he him. says yeah. using simulated tools yes. that, that may be more compatible with yes. this uh, data storage device. Yeah, and just as a, you know, if you think about anyone, anyone who is a historian watching this must be like, wow, that would be amazing if we could actually do that to simulate, you know, mm-hmm. the tools of that time period and use it to get to the get to the bottom of the answers that, mm-hmm. that he wants so he does find that the data stream is much more complex than he expected he then realizes that the data the active data is much more complex than he expected it's actually an uptronic data stream or a hologram. a hologram he activates the doctor has to do a few tweaks before the voice comes out clear but it works and the doctor doesn't realize what's going on. He doesn't know. He, he thinks th- there's he, an intruder alert. He thinks, yeah, that we're being attacked by. And that's the last thing he does remember is that that battle that we're atta- being attacked by the Curian ships. So he runs around trying to, you know, get people to come over and, and, and assist in the Curian intruder. But that's when Corin says, you know, this is all a simulation. This is not going to help you. This is the museum of Curian heritage that you're mm-hmm. in. And the doctor learns that 700 years has passed. And then the doctor gets emotional. He doesn't believe he does. him. He's like very what? emotional. No, it cannot be. And he runs out of the simulation and into the ex- the interior of the museum, which is where he realizes, oh my goodness, it's he's telling the mm-hmm. truth. He didn't lie. And by the way, when when the doctor first appears, Corin is explaining yeah. that you are a living witness. There's our title yes. in the scene. Yes. He says, he says, oh my gosh, he's so excited to have the doctor here to right. confirm all of this story that they think they believe yeah. because he's got a living witness. Now. Yeah. And also this is where the doctor 
does say, well, you know, you guys attacked us. That's what the last thing he remembers. And he right. says, one, one of your attack parties must have taken this portable data that's device. What he says. Yep. And that's, that's so right. that's where it came from. So yeah. now I'm, it's starting to come together a little bit. Like mm-hmm. the doctor's version mm-hmm. uh, is making sense and yeah. filling in some holes. Anyway, yeah. yeah, he's emotional. He runs out into the museum. Right. I made a note here. He has no hollow emitter. So how is he? I didn't yeah. know how, how he was running out there. But then uh, later on, I realized he's got the, Corrin's got this, uh, this, you know, data storage device with him. Right. And that's, that must be what's projecting wherever uh, he goes. Yeah, Or that place is so, so futuristic that yeah. everything is, uh, is, there's, there's, there's hollow emitters everywhere, just naturally, yeah. you know, that it's just, it's just like breathing to us. And I do yeah, find maybe. it interesting, Robbie, that the set, I mean, it's, if you think about that mandate to the set design department, and you're telling them, you're, you're telling them on a futuristic show that you need to come up with something that's even more futuristic than what we have now. Yeah. That's kind of a tall order. I would be sweating bullets a little bit on that one. If yeah. I was head of the set design team, I'm like, okay, set construction. I thought the museum wow. looked great though. I remember, I remember that set. I remember they were building it. It was pretty enormous. Yeah. But uh, in the, in the stairwell that kind of wrapped around the curved yes. stairwell and, and the, and the ceiling, how, how the, how the tile were of yeah. the glass exterior tiles and just, it looked very futuristic they did a yeah, great job great. i thought they, they hit did a great job well mm-hmm. um when we go into the interior museum interior when the doctor runs out there that's when corin does explain to the doctor that there's issues that need to be resolved first before getting back to the alpha quadrant or seeing if starfleet is still there he's and the doctor's confused he's like, what are you talking about he says well in our time in this time artificial life forms are considered sentient and responsible for their actions, which is pretty much what Data and the Doctor have wanted the entire time that they've been alive. Yeah. And, and now this is a normal this thing. This guy's saying you may face charges. You might face charges. For the bioweapon. You right. may face charges because you were the one that created this bioweapon. A bioweapon that killed yeah. 8 million Kyrians, right? And the Doctor is now just beside himself. He's like, are you kidding me? I didn't do that. And he says, what evidence, what evidence do you have? And then, and then you know, Corin's like, well, the evidence is all around you. And he looks up, he says, what? A triple armored hull? Looking at a, a Yeah, he looks of the at Voyager the ship's ship. schematic <laughs> and he's like, that's not what the ship looked like. 30 torpedo tubes, 25 phaser banks, and all on a mission back home. And then that's when Corin says, to Mars, which when you asked me earlier about if there is humor in this episode, I was like, I'm not sure. Yes, there yes, is. There's humor a couple in this moments, episode. couple moments. Yes. Yeah. When he says, yes, we know that you, you were on a, a mission to get back home back to, to Mars. To Mars. He <laughs> <laughs> so, says to Earth. Earth. Exactly. It's completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's going to set the record straight. Yeah. He's going to set the record straight. We mm-hmm. jump to the fake history briefing room scene. And my goodness, this is the highlight of this episode. <laughs> all the little quips and all the little inaccuracies here, especially between Tom Paris and Jacote, Tom Paris and Neelix. Oh, when Neelix gives you, what is the comment that he says, Robbie? He said, what did he say to you? He says something about uh, the effect that, you know, Tom says, evil Tom says, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and handle this. And Neelix says, well, good luck with that. I mean, just sarcasm. Yeah. Then I, the, and then Paris uh, calls Neelix a hedgehog. Hedgehog. He goes, shut up, hedgehog. I mean, he's, he's really, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so Everybody's funny. arguing with everybody. Oh, it God. gets into, it gets into like all the boys literally get into a scuffle. <laughs> oh my Like goodness. fighting each other in a big dog pile. I, oh. And then Janeway shoots her phaser at a console to spark it and yeah. break it all up yeah and, but i, I uh, gotta say that fight though robbie that was almost keystone cops oh I, it was. I, I and maybe that was the intent of tim and I'm, I'm gonna ask him that when we talk to him i'm just curious about the blocking behind that his intent maybe that's what he was looking for you know yeah. um, because really anything can go it can look like keystone cops because this mm-hmm. is false history it yep. could be anything, right? Yeah. Um, except at the end, when the doctor protests this vision of, of this this crazy fight that Janeway stops by shoot, and she doesn't shoot just anything. She shoots the entire console so, and display the, console, the computer console. Out the computer console. It's like, but in this scene, this is you... when they decide on a bio weapon, and that's yes. when the doctor goes, "This is absurd." Yes, that's right. He said, "No one behaved like this." Yes, except, except Mr. Aside, Paris. aside from Mr. Paris. <laughs> 
which I love. Seven Sapphire. Did you laugh when he did that? Yeah, I did. That was okay. Funny. All right. So that to me was very interesting that he threw that line out there, which then makes mm-hmm. some sense about what happened earlier. How Paris does seem to be the most normal of all, of all the yes. evil Voyager characters, right? At least. I think. And the doctor does say in this scene, the real doctor, he says, yeah. I do remember that there was a real trade agreement going yes. on. And then the Kyrians attacked yes. first. The Kyrians were the aggressors. That's what yeah. mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is shocking to Corin. Corin can't believe this. So like, mm-hmm. What is happening? Go back to the assassination scene again. Yeah. And the real doctor is there observing. And he sees this assassination. And he mm-hmm. he's outraged by this. Yeah. And he remembers that Tedron led this attack against us, against Voyager. Right. He's the one that was the aggressor there. Right. And that he says, you're rewriting history to make yourselves look better. It's revisionist history. Mm-hmm. And Corrin can't stand, can't take this. This is just not making sense to him. No. And so he shuts down the doctor's program. He, <laughs> he just deactivates him. He right activates there. the doctor. Mid-sentence. <laughs> and he kind of says, mutters to himself at the end. Yeah. Lies or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, I, this doctor is just lying. I will say the background music was quite effective as well in a lot oh, of these, nice. uh, the, yeah. the classical music uh, soundtrack that was laid mm-hmm. down in the background. We are now in the museum curator's, Corin's office is what mm-hmm. it looks like. And he is taking a dictation, mm-hmm. not like the one that Ethan Phillips took on Wagons East, uh, Wagons West. <laughs> is it Wagons West or Wagons East? Wagons what East. Was, yeah, Wagons East, the dictation. That's not the same mm-hmm. dictation. But he does talk about how the doctor was correct. And he checked everything. He's and, starting to think, yeah, he's yeah. basically saying, you know, the doctor is a hologram and we thought the doctor was an android. So if we're wrong about that, then maybe we're wrong about some other things. Yeah. And, and he even wonders why would a hologram lie? Like he's not right. programmed to lie. Correct. So Correct. he ends the, the dictation mm-hmm. and he ends the dictation by hitting a com badge. Yeah. He had a, he had a, he had a he had something on his on, chest on the he? other side. Yeah. Like our com badges are usually on our left side. Right. He had a little thing on his right side that mm-hmm. he was dictating into. That's his, right. His dictation. So I thought that was kind of yeah. a nice little connection. Do our com badges do dictation as well? I think so. I don't recall I, us. Anyone I don't think we've ever, into, I can't remember f- ever using it. Yes. We can also just talk to the computer in the room. That's so, true. We don't need the the the, the combat for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we jump to the museum interior where mm-hmm. Corin then requests to display the medical chamber is mm-hmm. what he calls it instead of sick bay. He says the Activate medical chamber. the medical chamber. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and now there's a simulation of sick bay. He walks in and he reactivates the doctor who has definite memory that he was deactivated recently and kind mm-hmm. of Treats him quite coldly, actually. Oh, yeah, it's he says, you. <laughs> he's like, stop treating me like a second class, second class hologram. hologram. <laughs> Love it. He stands up for himself, right? So as he should, as he should. And Corin we, says, all my life, I thought I knew the truth, but yeah. now I'm not so sure. Right. And uh, he does allow the doctor to create uh, some holographic versions of, of what he remembers the history, the real history to be. Yes. Uh, so the doctor gets that agreement. And now we go into a recreation of the ready room from the doctor's version of the story. Yep. And now it's bright. It's much nicer. Right. Janeway's hair looks the same. It's not, <laughs> it's not short. She's not wearing the black gloves. And she's back in this negotiation with Dalith for the dilithium in exchange for these medical supplies. Yeah. And um, Dalith says, you know, we need to do this quickly because the Kyrians are violent. Yes violent people and just right. as they're about to seal the deal and finish ship rocks the, boom it rocks we go out to the bridge the ship's being attacked Janeway's like move us uh, out of orbit um but before they can get out of out of uh, close orbit the ship is boarded by this kyrian raiding party into engineering and security right. security jumps down to engineering and there's tedrin who was such a nice sweet guy earlier yes my good friend brian fitzpatrick <laughs> And now he's got a gun holding holding seven with a gun at her head. Now he's evil. Ted. It's like that's the version it's, switch. Now he's evil, Tedrin. It's evil fits. I'm a call yeah. fits. It's yeah. evil fits. And there he is. And th- guess what? He's killed three people in engineering. Three are dead. Yeah. Thank goodness Roxanne was busy giving uh, giving birth. So yeah, yep. she was not in that scene. And yes, three are dead. They kidnap seven of nine and maybe another personnel, mm-hmm. uh, engineering personnel. Yep. They take yep. them hostage. Um, I think Joey 
the Asian American background person, mm-hmm. Joey. He was he was there. He was taken hostage. Oh, nice. With seven, oh, if you remember, I mean, not Joey. nice. Sad for yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, Sad nice. for Joey. But but nice that Joey was on screen. Yes. Uh, and this is <laughs> this is when Tuvok shows up. The cavalry shows up, but Tedrin's got the uh, upper hand, and he says, "You know, stand down." And they do, and they run out with the hostages down the hallway. Down the hallway. Now we now we go into a hallway chase. Yes, they're chasing Tedrin, and and uh, the doctor's there, and the doctor offers to be a shield at one point. Yeah, because they run uh, into they run into the mess hall, right? So uh that's when we chase them to the other side. Yeah, and the doctor offers to be a shield. Comes off like such a hero, and yes. And he goes, well, actually, I'm a hologram, so it doesn't really matter. Like, Can I read know, his not, lines? Yeah, I what did he say? Exactly. He says, he goes, I'll go first, Captain, and draw any fire if need be. And that's when uh, the ambassador, the Vascan ambassador says, your crew is heroic, Captain. And she says, uh, and then the doctor says, I just happen to be invulnerable to phaser fire, but I appreciate the compliment. It's exactly. so heroic for the doctor. It's so yes. funny. All these lines are just, But you thank know, you for the compliment. But thank you for the compliment. Yeah. But I almost feel like, what an interesting twist or another level if this is also the doctor's version which makes him more heroic and it yeah. didn't really happen that way right yeah i'm well, wondering wait interesting a yes there's another level here possibly 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 okay. okay so we go in the mess hall yep and there's uh tedrin's got seven still and there's a bit of a standoff yeah and then as the rear door opens tedrin's distracted for a moment and dalith pulls out his gun and shoots tedrin and kills kills him there right so the only way that happened was seven seven disarmed him with a karate chop tedrin's weapon flies up in the air and then she she pop you know she hits him in the solar plexus and he doubles over and while he's doubled over that's when dalith pulls out his weapon and janeway yeah he pulls out his weapon and janeway goes no no no, stop yes but but uh dalith does it anyway no, so tedrin's not such a nice guy and dalis not such a, like yeah the both, version yeah. in the museum had them as such sweet yes. innocent people right neither one of them are completely innocent no and that's when we freeze the program yeah we see that there's a vascan arbiter and a kyrian arbiter now arguing over whose fault it was correct and the kyrian arbiter does not want to hear change the story because the Kyrians were were innocent victims right they've been the victims this entire time this entire time and the vascan arbiter is a little more open to we need to know the truth here so there's a there's a debate going on they talk about race he throws in in his jab yeah the race is in here but he does throw him in his jab the vascan he says and this is what our people have believed the entire time that we were not the aggressors that the Kyrians were so he even Mm. throws in his little angle which is clearly in the back of the minds of every Vaskin that exists on the planet. That yeah. They were not the aggressors to begin and with. And the Vaskins have held on this resentment and the Kyrians have held on this victim yeah. uh, mentality. And so the story has gone on and on and it's just not true. So yeah. uh, yeah, the centuries. Vaskins are more open to this interpretation because they were always painted as the aggressive race. Correct. The Kyrian representative wants hard proof and the doc says, hey, the medical tricorder that we have at the museum. If I can get inside there and do a scan, you know, yeah. to, to get the data out of that, I can I can prove to you that Tedron was shot uh, by a Vascan weapon. Correct. They can get it working. The bio um, readings will prove that it was the mm-hmm. Vascan weapon that killed Tedron and not a Kyrian mm-hmm. or a Voyager weapon, a Voyager mm-hmm. phaser. So we go into the sick bay hologram mm-hmm. uh, simulation yeah. And the doctor's working on the tricorder and he wishes the doctor wishes that he had Bolana to help him. This is when Bolana <laughs> oh, yeah, finally Bol- gets, gets some uh, attention in yes. her story because yeah. she's <laughs> just had her baby Roxanne. And so, so we talk about Bolana and uh, right. uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corin says, Oh, Bolana, the, uh, the chief transporter operator. Yeah. He yeah. goes, no, 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 she wasn't the transporter <laughs> operator. She was head of engineering. Head of engineering. Yeah. I, I will admit, Robbie, I really wanted to see evil Torres. <laughs> I wanted no, to I see. I know, that would have been good. It would have been funny if she was exactly the opposite, where she was didn't have any temper tantrums. She was totally yeah. zen-like. Maybe oh, that yeah. would have been pretty That could have been too. cool. Yeah. Corn says, uh, you know, what was she like? And the doctor says she was intelligent and beautiful with a chip on her shoulder the size <laughs> of the horsehead nebula. Yes. The, what? The That's horsehead nebula. 
Is that big? I don't know what. Oh, the it is. It is. Nebula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you okay. can actually Google that. It is a real nebula. It's a real nebula. nebula. Yes, it is. And it uh, looks that's like how big ship was. It's big. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he, the doctor, gets sad here as he starts talking about Balana, and he really yeah. misses the real Voyager crew. And he, yeah. and uh, he wants to know if they ever made it home. Yeah. And even Corin says he he wonders too, too because. Yeah. This Voyager story is what made him fall in love with history in the first place when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And so you get this moment of how profound history can be in sort of inspiring people, Uh these historical stories. And and that's so true. I could totally relate to that because I think as, as, uh, you know, as as kids, as, as more impressionable young people, these stories we hear, these true stories about whether it was maybe for you and I actors and their journey in acting that inspired us to kind of go down that path or whatever the thing is that inspires you to pursue your, what you, what you love and what you connect to, even though Voyager was this evil, (laughs) this evil, um, you know, character in their fake history. Mm -hmm. It was something, there was a a quality about this exploration and trying to get home that inspired him. So. It is also interesting that what inspired Corin is the only thing that is true about the Corin version of this history. Right. And Voyager right. was trying to get home. That is the right. only thing that they have right. Yeah. And that truth of that story is what inspired him, which so it's yeah. cool. It's a cool little writing moment, yeah. I think. I liked how yeah. the writers handled this for sure. And while they're talking and having this nice connection, there's a shake in the museum, and the doctor goes, is that part of the simulation? <laughs> I don't think it is. No, no, all, it's not. No, all heck is breaking loose out in the out in the museum. Out in the museum, there's basically a riot going yeah. on, and then we start this long sequence of fighting and crashing and trashing the museum. Oh my gosh! And and it had to have been all stunt people running around there oh, because yeah. there were sparks and things falling yeah. and yeah uh you know uh corn says there's pro they're using proton grenades. It was yeah. a big sequence. Yeah. Uh, a very well, big destruction sequence you know the actor that played corin and bob picardo they had to go they did their own stunt that one where they're yep. kind of huddled in the corner for and shelter and that, falling yeah all this debris is dropped on top of their head yep. that that yep. probably wasn't very pleasing <laughs> to, yeah. encounter, to experience but they did it it was, a, so. it was a good destruction sequence it was pretty big and it was. Uh, and then we have a, a bit of a time cut we come back later the riot's over but the place is destroyed yeah and they can't find the tricorder, which was the thing that was going to prove, you know, they, they, they can't find it. And right. the doctor says, you know, um, two people have, he, he learned that two people have died already. And he's like, you know, I, I swore to do no harm. And people are, you know, this is harm. Like yeah. my, me trying to prove this, correct the, the history is harming people. And it's not, he basically says, it's not important now. Ultimately it doesn't matter. Right. Like I don't, he doesn't want the responsibility of all these people getting hurt. Yeah. And Quarren says um, that you have to help us. We have to correct this or else we're just going to repeat the same cycle. Correct. Like that's what changes his mind. Yeah. That's what changes his mind. Yeah. So uh, we have um, a bit of a time cut mm-hmm. and now we're, now we jump further in the future. Now we're into uh, a, a group of Kyrians and Vaskins are all standing around a view screen watching the doctors, the, the corrected version of history yeah. Yeah. Um, and talking about how, how uh, this was a turning point in both people's history and that uh, it brought, finally brought equality and peace to the Vaskins and the Kyrians. And, uh, and it was known as the dawn of harmony, which I is the in dawn of harmony. There's yes. your IQ. Yes. Yes. We learn uh, in, in this uh, sequence that the doctor became the surgical chancellor uh, <laughs> of, of the United Races of the Corns and the Vascans. Surgeon General. He was the <laughs> surgical chancellor for many years until he finally left in a very small shuttle uh, to head back trace voyager's path and try to find uh if find out if voyager voyager got home back home yeah to the alpha quadrant yeah and he he claimed to have a longing for home which i thought was 
very sweet. That, it was. It was. He, yeah, it was a very sweet ending to the story. Sweet ending, a, a superb episode for for the doctor. He did a really good job acting yep. in this in terms yep. of defending Agreed. us and you know, everything. You know, all along, whatever nuances were needed for that for the for the doctor in this episode, Bobacardo met that challenge yep. uh, all yep. the way. All the very way. good. Good work. Really good. What is your theme? What is your lesson that you? My you lesson is my lesson is probably pretty obvious, but I wrote down those who don't face the truth of history are doomed to repeat it. Repeat the past. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I'm not going to really, you know, I'm not going to go any further than that. You know, just You're on the uh, same page. I'm on the same page. Just, you know, in, in, in essence, just do your due diligence <laughs> really, and just understand that there are there are many sides to a story <laughs> just yes. know that right and just try to be, and it's so hard it's ho- it's so difficult to be subjective uh, excuse me to be objective because you're mm-hmm. usually very subjective right you're you're telling mm-hmm. a story or seeing it from your angle always and to try yeah. to see it from everyone other's shoe every, everyone else's shoes that's yeah. the tough part that's the difficult part but if you can do that you know, this is how you ha- you get world mm-hmm. peace. This is how you get the dawn of harmony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. The dawn of harmony. There you go. A yes. chock full actiony episode with a lot of layers and a lot of, and I liked it. I did. And I'm going to ask you, what is your too. rating? What is your rating? One to 10. What are you going to give this guy? I'm going to give this a seven. I liked okay. the concept a lot. It felt a little bit luxury to me. And I wish there'd sure. been slightly more kind of, uh, plot action you know ups yeah. and downs but but it, it still was entertaining it was interesting and intriguing and uh it didn't drag on for me i give it a seven okay yeah. what about you i'm gonna give it an 8.5 i give it wow. higher because it is the only episode that is somewhat of a mirror episode for voyager mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. see very many portrayals of evil ensign kim evil paris evil janeway so this is why i give it an 8.5 yeah it was good i i really enjoyed it yeah honestly did all right everyone thank you for tuning in to robbie and i's recap and discussion of living witness yes that was really fun and patreon patrons stay tuned for your bonus material everybody else we will see you next week when we review Demon, another amazing episode, which oh, I'm oh my sure gosh. you will remember. Honestly. Okay. Oh, that's my okay. guess that you'll remember that. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.